This is a Grand Slamming Padres podcast featuring Dom DeRosa to talk about your San Diego Padres. What is good, Padres Nation? And uh, I really mean that. It's not been a pretty September. I mean, it's not been a pretty month ever since uh, the end of June going into July for the San Diego Padres. This uh, season turned and uh, it quickly went into a tailspin. Has not been fun. A lot of frustration. That's what the game of baseball brings itself. And uh, it's been a while. It's not been a good while either as the Padres were on the road for a while since the 10th of September all the way through the 19th. They're back at home for a good amount uh, until they finish off the season on the road. It felt like yesterday the Padres were just fun to watch. The swag chain was represented well. Uh, The team had the swagger they brought from 2020. And it's amazing how quickly a season can turn and the fact that the San Diego Padres this season can now have a chance of not finishing even above 500 or at 500. Uh, it's embarrassing. Yeah, we're used to it as a team, but uh, a lot of things went wrong. That could be in a blog. That could be in a future episode uh, once this season wraps up. What, whether this team makes the playoffs or they don't, I'm still going to have my critiques. Uh, I, for the record that they have, it's very disappointing. I, I expected them to compete with L.A., and credit to San Francisco for whatever they're doing, even if it's shoving the needles up somewhere. But it's just, even with that, the Padres just did not live up to their expectations. And it, it's it's really just embarrassing. And... Uh, I have no words sometimes. I, it could, could it be Jace Tingler? Could it be Larry Rothschild? Or was he a scapegoat at this point? Is it AJ Preller all along? Because I heard about something and it really gave me thought. AJ Preller has been a part of this organization since 2014. And of course, a lot of work had to be done. The whole Matt Kemp, Craig Kimbrell experiment, yada, yada, did not go as planned. Blew it up. Built up on prospects over the years. Has tried to do it again. Still, like Swiss cheese, there's holes to fill. Can the Padres do it? I'm not really sure. I mean, 76 and 73 as I speak right now. They're 2-8 and in their last 10. They've lost three straight in a crucial series against the St. Louis Cardinals. This team just doesn't have it. 76 and 73. This team was projected to be up there with L.A., maybe 30 to 40 games over, just competing, making it a fight, making it interesting in the NOS, but that's not the case. At home, the Padres have been 44 and 31. On the road, the team is 32 and 42. Above 500 teams, 36 and 34. That's not going to get it done. And below 500 teams, it was just like that pretty much. So really was just embarrassing. We got no hit by the Diamondbacks. The Colorado Rockies swept us two times in a row. They play below to their competition. That's on the manager, Jay Stingler. Not stealing bases like they did on the first half. That's on the manager, Jay Stingler. Getting Adam Frazier and Jake Marisnik. I like Frazier. He's heating up. He's fine. Jake Marisnik, yeah, that's on AJ Preller. 
The injuries, could it be because of Larry Rothschild? I do think so because of the whole Yankee history and everything like that. Um, and the pitching, at least for Blake Snell's sake, has gotten better uh, over time. So it's just, where did we go wrong? I personally think it's on the manager. Uh, I think Tangler, I was never a huge advocate, but I gave him a chance. But the way that this team plays, the decision he makes, I'm just not a fan of it right now. I'm not. He went from what was working to an old school, steal your base, bunt, put the runner in scoring position kind of way to doing absolutely none of that, pinning your ears back, looking for the long ball to try and generate some runs in which it doesn't work. So the Padres just haven't had it. They're, they're in a shell of themselves. It's really just embarrassing. I mean, I don't know what to think of it. I, It's just... I, I'm curious to know what you guys think and everything like that because eh, it's not pretty of a season anymore. I mean, San Diego had a 10-game road series just now, and they went 2-8 and eight in that stretch. So that's where the last 10 come from. They got swept by the L.A. Dodgers. They had the Dodgers before, played them tough, really had nothing, fizzled out totally, got shut out. And two out of the three games in which Max Scherzer made history, uh, in which <laughs> Hosmer broke a perfect game, of course, even though he was the 3,000 strikeout to Max Scherzer's career. Uh, that was not pretty one bit. The San Francisco Giants, they lost the first two. I was shocked they won the second two and split that series. Did not expect that one bit. Um, and then they go into St. Louis. They say they have some momentum. They lose three straight. Not going to get it done. Where does this team go wrong? Everything like that. It's just frustrating. Now you got to play the Giants. You got to make up game, but you also got to play the Atlanta Braves who kind of found their niche, I would say. And then you finish off the series against LA, three games against the Dodgers, and then you got the Giants for three. This team, if they make the playoffs, they won't even survive one game, but I'd be utterly shocked. Uh, where maybe it was the Max Scherzer rumors. Did that go wrong after some players commented about that, getting all excited and amped up for nothing? Who knows? I I think everyone's got to blame, be blamed here. Uh, very disappointing, very frustrating. Like I said, uh, and the fact that the Padres just can't score. The pitching had to carry the first couple of months through, and then the hitting just sucked. Dave Easley also has to be in that conversation. Almost forgot about him. It's not like it was in 2020 where every time a Padre player stepped in the Badgers box, you had a fear if you were an opponent. It's not like that right now. I personally think for Preller's sake, the outfield got a little weak. Uh, I missed Renfro a lot. My favorite player before Tatis uh, shined. Fred Mill Reyes, if there was a universal DH, he would have been here. would have been perfect. You had some pop in that outfield. Will Myers, I think he lost a little weight, kind of lost a little bit of that muscle. Uh, but he's doing okay, I guess. But it would have been him, Renfro, my, uh, Reyes. That would have been so good. I mean, Renfro's having literally a career year. Kudos to him. Reyes is putting up very good numbers. Uh, so the outfield feels like – I feel like it got weak. I like Grisham. But he gets cold. He's injury prone. Uh, don't really know how good he can be. I don't know how much potential he has. Tommy Pham cannot find his swing unless it was for like that one week period he had. Um, and that's that's that. The infield, 
yeah, Eric Hosmer, we all know about him. We all have our own uh, opinion on that. And uh, I think we do want to see Jake at first, and uh, you want to see Adam Frazier go to second. Tatis, of course, belongs to be a shortstop and only a shortstop. And then catching-wise, I like Nola, but he can never stay healthy. Uh, Caratini, a good backup for sure. Pitching was hurt. Blake Snell finally, of course, now gets into a groove. Now he's on the 10-day IL, and like every other pitcher is struggling when Blake Snell's doing well and vice versa. So that's a little frustrating, isn't it? I just, Jace Tangler overused the bullpen. Injuries came. Pomeranz, Kella, Altavila. Next thing you know, you're still overusing it. Tim Hill's being used every single day. It's not good. The bullpen's going to be great, but for how long is it going to be that effective for when you're using it way too much? And some of that goes on the starters, not just Jace Tingler himself. Of course, the starters couldn't hold their own. And this new kind of Major League Baseball, I totally disapprove of it. But after 70 pitches and you give up one hit as a starter, you're going to get yanked right out because the manager starts biting their nails. Uh, that's a little stupid. But we're going to finally get into the series recaps uh, and we know what the take is. Where do the Padres go? What are their chances? Do they really have a chance anymore? I understand keep the faith, but we got to be realistic here. It's been one choke job of a season for the Padres, and it's just so frustrating, man, because you get your hopes up, and then reality hits real fast. So Padres got shut out against Julio Urias, uh, who's been unreal this year. And it was Joe Musgrove on the mound, our most consistent pitcher. We better sign him up and he even potentially make him the number one starter, put Snell at the two maybe next year and uh, Darvish at the three, so on and so forth. Joe Musgrove, for all I can remember, has had one or two if he starts. Otherwise than that, this guy's been sensational. Uh, Musgrove, he's unpredictable, really. And... uh yeah, I, I got to say his pitch mix is very good against any kind of opponent. Uh, really like the guy. Didn't have his best game, but of course, a 3 nothing loss. Didn't give up that many runs. The Padres just couldn't produce him. So Muncie hits a two-run bomb in the bottom of the third. My friend uh, Tommy was saying, oh, he's, he's going to strike out here. And I said, you just jinxed it. And he's going to hit a home run. He did just that. Brings in Mookie Betts, 2 nothing Dodgers. Chris Taylor, a sack fly, makes it 3 0 in the bottom of the fourth. That's all the scoring there is. The Padres had themselves six hits, 0 for four runners in scoring position, and nine were left on base. It just sucks to see Joe Musgrove record isn't everything, but at 10 and 9 with a 2.93 ERA at the time, uh, it's it's not fun to see that kind of record. You'd rather see something like 15 to 4 or anything like that. Uh, Pierce Johnson and the uh, Austin Adams hit-by-pitch machine went in inning as well. Could not get it done. Game two, Padres made a game out of it. Made a little bit of a comebacker, but not enough. It was Bueller versus Paddock. Paddock, I've actually grown on this season as it went. I've been more confident in him. Uh, I think he can still truly be a starter for us as a four or a five guy, of course, in the back end of that rotation but could not get it done in this one. Gavin Lux starts things off with an RBI double, bringing Cody Bellinger, who actually got on base for once. That's a little rare. So Gavin Lux makes it one nothing LA. Mookie Betts does not hurt the average. A sack fly brings in Lux, 2 nothing at the time. Tatis, what can he not do? A little stutter step around third. Hits his 38th home run. 
to center. A two-run shot ties this game up, bringing in Manny Machado uh, off Walker and Bueller. That's not easy to do. I think Bueller is out of the Cy Young conversation just because Scherzer is literally on another planet. Uh, as much as we hate it, we got to be realistic with that. Scherzer, definitely a Cy Young winner over Bueller's list. Two, I would say. I think it's two. Two rough starts um, and not including this one, though. Mookie Betts then makes it 5-2. Dodgers, just what they needed. A uh, three-run homer, his 20th of the season. And uh, that was off Craig Stammen and Paddock walk Bueller. And, of course, Bueller brings in himself a run. Uh, so that's just lovely. Paddock otherwise did not do that bad. Now, the Padres didn't go down quietly. Manny Machado, RBI single off Blake Trinan, brings in Adam Frazier. And then Tatis singles as well, bringing in Manny. 5-4, but the San Diego Padres just come up short in this one. Very frustrating as uh, you just, you're just you hoping for something. Caratini grounded out. Nola popped up the first, and Grisham was called out on three strikes. So that did it for that game in the top of the ninth. And uh, it was frustrating. Paddock lasted four and two-thirds innings, three hits, four earned runs, two walks, one of them to Bueller. Uh, that's a low light. And four strikeouts. So the Padres, two for 13 with runners in scoring position. Six were left on base. That's not going to win you ball games. One bit. So then game three, maybe the Padres are going into the Dodgers stadium saying, let's bring in those runs like we should have. Uh, and no, that doesn't happen. One hit. Scherzer almost throws a perfect game. And uh, uh, yeah, it was just, it's just not it, man. Scherzer lasted eight innings. It did not look like the Daniel Camarena, the father, that's for sure. Looked like the Max Scherzer that has been in his prime for years and years now and is not washed yet. Scherzer, eight innings, one hit, nine strikeouts, no walks, of course, no runs, and uh, gets it done. 3,000 strikeouts. Listen, got to give him credit. That's a huge accomplishment and uh, gets it on Hosmer. But Hosmer breaks the perfect game with a double. Of course, the Padres couldn't do anything with that as only one was left on base. 0 for 2 with runners in scoring position. How lovely. Blake Snell seems like he got hurt. Who knows what's going to happen to him? Less than just two thirds of an inning. He's been phenomenal. So that already just ruined the vibe. And then it was a bullpen day. Nabil Krizmat, he deserves, uh, man, he deserves everything in the world from us. This man was been put out, called up, has to take a flight back and forth numerous times, goes three innings, gets sent down, gets called up, goes four innings, gets sent down. I mean, this guy, Krizmat, man, credit to him. He deserves to be on this team for good next year, whether it's a bullpen day, as much as I hate that, or if he's just coming out of the pen, let's say you Darvish goes three innings and Krismat has to go another two or three. Boom. He's he's right there. You don't have to call him up and everything. He deserves to be on this team. He has a little bit of issues when it comes to being hittable. Uh, he throws slower. He's like that Maddox type where he depends on location. And I like that. I like that kind of old school. Uh, I think hitters are so used to now getting ready for that really fast pitch and everything like that. So Chris Mountman, credit to him. He is honestly, for the season that Tatis is having, it's great. Manny, Jake Cronenworth, Chris Mott is like a secondary MVP in my books. So credit to him. Goes two and a third innings, two hits, two strikeouts for him. And the Met took the loss. 
being a bullpen usage kind of guy hasn't been really working out too much, but every time he throws, I uh, hold my breath. So I really don't know. Pagan has struggled big time in September and our wonderful manager, Jace Tingler really helped us uh, and our playoff odds the other day, but I'll get into that. Right. So now we got to face the San Francisco Giants. So this should be a lot of fun. I personally thought it was going to be three out of four San Fran, or if it was going to be a sweep all the way um, from the Giants themselves. Yeah, Padres just score one run. Giants win nine to one. Couldn't get it done. And uh, I just realized I rhymed right there. I mean, Tommy LaStella. Tommy LaStella. You Darvish is on the mound, by the way. So this sucks already. I mean, he had an incredible outing that was in a devastating loss against the Cardinals later on. But Tommy LaStella in his career has 36 home runs. He's been in the league since 2014. Now, not everyone can hit the long ball. He's a small guy, plays with good contact, has very good discipline. That's every player's different, right? I mean, not that many home runs. He's got four coming into this game. And yeah, comes into the bottom of the first, hits one off you, Darvish. In San Francisco, too, where it's like triples alley. It's not easy to hit him sometimes. It's a big park, high wall, everything like that. And he hits... His fifth one of the year off you, Darvish. So already starting off great. That's when I just shook my head and I just said, this is over already. And it was. Lamonte Wade, really credit to him as he really revived his career so far. His third triple of the year, RBI triple, brings in Darren Ruff. Evan Longoria, he's back and he's looking good. A three-run homer makes it 5 nothing off Darvish. Uh, Tatis breaks that, makes it. Uh, that, that big egg on the score. 27 double brings in Trent Grisham, but that's the only scoring they're going to do down 5-1. There's Stremski homers, Brandon Belt homers, Longoria singles, and it's 9-1 San Francisco in the end. Padres had seven hits, just one run generated. One for seven with runners in scoring position. Eight were left on base. Yeah, that's not going to win you ball games. No, that won't. As for the Giants, man, it was basically a bullpen day, but it got it done. Leon, Garcia, Little, so on and so forth. Uh, they just are having a magical season. You love to see it, but not when it's uh, in your division and it's not your team. We thought it was going to be our magical season, so this is really hurting for me to say. Game two, Padres say, let's score one run again. Why not? That's going to win you ball games. No, it won't. Anthony DiSclafani having himself a year two. Pitches a stellar game in this one. Jake Arrieta, our man on the mound, goes three and two-thirds innings. I think he fakes his injury sometimes because he sucks so much. Gives up five hits, three earned runs, two walks, three strikeouts. Uh, could not get it done one bit. Padres, 0 for 2 with runners in scoring position, four left on base. Buster Posey. I'm a huge Posey fan. Honestly, he's one of my favorite players of all time, despite being a Padres fan. I get it. Um, I just like everything about him and uh, the position he plays, everything. He's a true leader. Uh, wasn't really mad at this one, but of course it does hurt. His 18th home run off Jake Arrieta. What else is new? Uh, then Grisham, a ground out, an RBI ground out, brings in Jerickson Profar, who's been batting leadoff a little bit at times. Uh, he's swinging the hot bat on like Grisham. So I kind of approved of that, but then again, Jace Tingler decides to 
mess around with everything and really play with our emotions. So don't get used to that lineup. That's for sure. Uh, the Padres just couldn't get it done. And I'm shocked. They, they split the series. I really am. So game three, Padres win nine to six. Oh my goodness. Finally, it's about time. Joe Musgrove on the mound. Always can rely on him. Six innings, five hits, three earned runs, three walks, four strikeouts for Joe. Stammon goes an inning. Pagan actually lasts an inning. Melanson gets the save. Finally has been a while to say that. Uh, really has. The team, five for 17 and runners in the scoring position. Ten were left on base. Uh, I'll take it. Uh, I'll take it. You know, uh, get those runners around. Profar was leading off in this game. Had himself two hits and six ABs, two runs, two RBIs. Really nice. I'll take that. Tatis, four hits. In five ABs, Manny Machado, two hits. Everyone's got this, the hot bat. Frazier also went four for five with two RBIs. Uh, surprisingly enough, Nando had no RBIs in that, but still getting the win is what's most important. Adam Frazier started things off with a two RBI double, his 32nd. Looking like the old Pittsburgh Pirates Adam Frazier that we wanted to see. Um, I'm really liking it. I like Frazier as a ball player. Very patient at the plate. Does not strike out. Puts the ball in play. Listen, it's going to sometimes take time to get your groove on. It's a lot of pressure. He's going to get it done. Once he's in a Padres uniform fully next season, well, let's hope because A.J. Preller might do something. Uh, then Frazier, he's got it in the bag. I would have him lead off. Tatis second, if not lead off. Maybe you switch the two. Uh, Jake at thir uh, third. Manny Machado is really good in the cleanup. I understand Manny at third, but I really think at the cleanup spot, Machado can get it done, so on and so forth. But Adam Frazier really swinging it nicely. Harlan Garcia started uh, for the San Francisco Giants, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. No, no, no. Leon went a third, and I think he got hurt. So that, that was that. Uh, Garcia came in uh, after Leon. So, yeah, my, my apologies. It's been a long week. Um, so Manny Machado then hits a ground rule double, his 29th double of the season. Brings in Trent Grisham. Really nice. 3 nothing San Diego. Please don't blow this lead. And uh, the Padres keep doing all the scoring. So Hosmer actually does something. Two RBI single. 5 nothing at the time. And then Joe Musgrove gives up a RBI double to Evan Longoria, who's been swinging it nicely in this series. 5-1 Padres. Dairo Estrada, once a Yankee, no longer a Yankee. His seventh home run, Joe Musgrove hung a pitch right there. Estrada with a really good swing. Chris Bryant makes it interesting. Makes it 5-3 Padres with his 25th homer in the bottom of the sixth. Then Profar, who doesn't hit the long ball too much. Home run, number four of the season for him. Credit to him, a two-run bomb. Thank goodness off Jose Quintana because that gave the Padres a little bit of a cushion because the Giants were threatening. Steven Duggar, his eighth bomb of the year off Craig Stammen. And then a uh, homer that was reviewed by the Yumps made it 7-5. to five. Brandon Bell is 25th. Then Trent Grisham provides a little bit of a cushion. Doesn't hurt the average. A sack fly brings in Adam Frazier in the top of the ninth. 8-5 to five San Diego. Will Myers, RBI single, bringing in Austin Nola. 9-5. to five. And then Buster Posey, RBI single off Mark Melanson. Bringing in Brandon Belt makes it 9-6, to six, but the Giants actually fall short for once, which was really lovely to see. And Pagan, yet again, actually lasts for once. because That doesn't go long, does it? Uh, the Padres, 2-2 two two in this series. 
game four, seven to four win. I will take that. Tommy Pham and the Padres starting things off again. A nice double for Tommy Pham. I apologize. Trent Grisham started things off. Should get that right. One nothing on a sack fly. Brings in Adam Frazier off Kevin Galsman having himself a season two. Fernando Tatis Jr. homers number 39. What else is new on a liner? An absolute laser off Kevin Galsman to left field. Tommy Pham then. Now I got it right. A uh, two RBI double is 21st of the year. Brings in Profar and Adam Frazier. Um, and then Austin Adams, if he's not hitting batters, he gives up wild pitches, brings in Chris Bryant. Padres are up four to one, heading into the bottom of the seventh now. But Lamonte Wade hits a ground rule double, brings in Tommy Lestella. It's four to two San Diego at this time. Padres getting those insurance runs late. Will Myers, RBI double, 22nd of the year, brings in Austin Nola, Manny Machado, two run single, brings in Grisham, Myers, seven to two Padres. Longoria, 13th home run, 7-3 Padres, and then a wild pitch by Mark Melanson. Brings in Lamonte Wade. Padres hold on, 7-4. 3-for-11 with runners in scoring position. 8 were left on base. A bullpen day for sure. Pierce Johnson just goes one inning. Thanks a lot, Jace Tingler. I think Pierce Johnson is good to go for more, maybe 3 or 4. But Chris Mott, being the MVP that he is, goes the longest so far yet four innings three hits one walk one strikeout credit to Chris Mott yet again um so yeah Padres got it done in a bullpen yet kind of day don't approve of that fully one bit because of the fact that you're just straining these arms totally since the beginning of the season whether it's the manager's decision or the starters not capable of going six innings or more um and then the St. Louis Cardinals let's try and get it going you know, I think Tommy Pham was the one that said we got some momentum going our way. Jace Tingler saying this team plays with heart, and I get it. You got to try and keep up the positivity. You got to be in that kind of moment come the playoff time, come close to it. Keep the faith. The Padres just didn't look like they wanted to play one bit. Uh, pathetic. Pathetic. They lost all three against the Cardinals, in which the Cardinals now are a pretty comfortable lead, but one series can change everything. I'm going to say this right now. If it's St. Louis, L.A., I, I know L.A. has a chance of winning the division, but if it's St. Louis, L.A., I actually think there's a stat that away teams do better on the road in wildcard games, which is weird, but baseball. Um, I'm going to go with the Cardinals. Wainwright versus Scherzer. I think it's going to be a very pitching matchup for sure. But I am going to go St. Louis Cardinals with the upset, not because I'm a hater, but I think the Cardinals are getting hot at the right time. I really do. Playing very good baseball. You can see it with the passion that they got. So St. Louis showed that off to the San Diego Padres when game one, eight to two. Uh, Padres basically didn't even show up at this point. Newly signed pitcher, former Philly and Astro Vince Velasquez takes the mound and uh, did not have the warmest of welcomings. Goldschmidt. RBI singles starting things off in the bottom of the first. Tyler O'Neill, a two-run homer. Dylan Carlson, a number home run. Uh, yeah, it's not getting pretty. Vince Velasquez, four runs in just those four innings already. That's all he lasted. Uh, was not great, and it was not going to get any uh, win in that category. Jake Cronenworth doesn't hurt the average. A sack fly brings in Tommy Pham. Padres down four to one in the top of the seventh. Uh, Jerkson Profar. Lines a sharp round ball, 
and makes it four to two Padres at the time, bringing in Hosmer. And I think the uh, Cardinals took that personally. Slam Diego did not come up. Instead, they gave it up. Um, Ross Dittweiler gives up a grand slam to Dylan Carlson, eight to two. Cardinals win it. Yeah. The pitching's just exhausted. What can you do? Austin Adams sucks. Uh, Detweiler gave up that, so that ballooned his ERA big time. It's not going to win you ballgames, man. Game two, one of the most heartbreaking losses of the season. Yeah, I'm going to go there. I'm really going to go there. Emilio Pagan, he has to come out of San Diego. I thought this guy, seeing what he did with the Rays, I was so confident in him, and sometimes it just doesn't work out. If he's gone, I wish him the best, but right now, what a devastating loss, man. I mean, oh, this, I said, I would text some people with that loss. When Pagan went in the game, I said, this game's over. He's going to give up something and the Padres are going to lose. Cardinals are going to win. I called it. And this is the, the game, I think, that will break the season for the Padres. I think this is the season ending game. Now, of course, miracles can happen, but I think this is it. This is the one where you had great performances all around, and then one pitch is just going to change everything. Tommy Fan started things off with an RBI single off Adam Wainwright, who's been phenomenal this season for his age. Kudos to him. Uh, Tommy Fan brought in Manny Machado in the top of the fourth, one nothing. Caratini RBI single, it's two nothing at the time as well. Tommy Edmond, a sack fly. So this is Pagan's inning in the bottom of the eighth. Harrison Bader scores. And then Pagan hunting the pitch. And I was like, that's going to go somewhere. As it goes midway, it felt like slow motion to me. Palo O'Neill, two-run homer, three-two Cardinals. And next thing you know, that's it. I mean, Tommy Edmond's a big boy. He's jacked, actually. And that was it. I mean, Jace Tingler decides to put in the man himself, Emilio Pagan, who's been struggling big time. In September, Pagan has had seven games. He's played five and two-thirds innings, a 15.88 ERA. 30 batters face. He's given up 10 hits, 10 earned runs. He has a whip of 2.29. That's not good numbers. And you're going to put him in a crucial eighth-inning situation. That's what happens when you overuse your pen. And it's just a damn shame because you Darvish went seven innings, gave up just three hits, one walk, nine strikeouts, no runs. He actually had a phenomenal performance. I didn't think that was going to happen. It's just a shame. That's the game. That's the game. And you had Manny Machado and Tatis go at it. But at the end, Manny was like, yo, that ump doesn't own you. Anything like that. Machado is a true leader he likes to be that kind of hardcore kind of guy tough love uh, is a better term for it i think but manny and tatis are fine look it's a struggling season frustrations are gonna are gonna come out uh i'm sure it's not as fun as it was in april and may for this team um and yeah how a season can turn like i said padres Try to make an effort out of it, but of course, Jace Tingler says, let's put Tatis back in the outfield, and he gets an error. Uh, couldn't get it done one bit. Jake Arrieta's on the mounds here, destined to give up five runs right there. Uh, Nolan Arenado reaches on a fielding error. That brings in the first run 
as Tommy Edmonds scores that errors from Tatis in center. Uh, that shouldn't be happening anyway. He should be at shortstop. Put Hosmer on the bench if you can't trade him. I'm being dead serious. That contract, you got to eat it up no matter what. Frazier the second, Cronenworth the first, shortstop, Tatis, third base, Manny Machado. That's how you get it done, at least with the infield. Dylan Carlson, a sack fly, 2-0 at the time. Uh, and Mundo Sosa, a double, 3-0. A Bader double, 5-0 uh, at the time. Tatis singles, brings in Adam Frazier. It's 5-1. So Frazier and Tatis have really just been trying so hard. Man, he's been hitting too, but just not a... Hosmer, what else does he do besides ground out? Nothing really. Brings in an RBI, though. It's 5-2 St. Louis at the time. Trying to get the comeback going. Will Myers, an RBI single. It's 5-3 Cardinals. But then the Cards get some of their insurance that the Padres got against the Giants late in the in that matchup. Um, Tyler Neal, RBI single, 6-3. Sosa, another double. It's 7-3 at the time. Tommy Pham, his 14th home run, 7-4. Padres are down. Carlson makes it 8-4. Uh, Tommy Pham fighting to get this team back in it. Two RBI double, eight to six. Padres are down in the top of the eighth. Hosner grounds out. It makes uh, another RBI out of a useless play right there. But hey, I'll get it done. I guess he puts the ball in play after all, right? And it's eight to seven at the time. Padres couldn't get it going. Three for seven runners in scoring position. Four are left on base. So. Padres lose this one, a very tough one. Now you got to face the San Francisco Giants for three. Atlanta, a makeup game, and another three, I believe. So it's kind of like three and a half right there. Uh, and then they're on the road. So that's just kind of wrapping it up. The Padres just 76 and 73. It's just unreal. I mean, we're used to it, but they're three and a half games back from the wild card as the Cardinals are nine and one in their last 10 have won eight straight, really playing good baseball. The Padres just have a 5.6% chance. Thanks to fan graphs uh, to make the playoffs. Not, not, not good. Cardinals are at 73 and a half percent. So, you know, anything can happen. Cardinals were like at 8% a couple of weeks, like a week or two ago. And now those numbers went up. Um, so, yeah, anything can happen. Looks like it's going to be Cardinals and either Dodgers Giants, but you never know. A couple more series can change all of that. So the Padres just not getting it done. Even if they win, can the Cardinals slow down is the big question. There's not many pitching matchups coming into this. All we know is that Kevin Gausman is taking game one. So that's not going to be a lot of fun at all for the Padres uh, to get a win, uh, but it's baseball. So the best of the best look at Garrett Cole. He got shell shocked against the Cleveland uh, Indians uh, just recently. And the Yankees, they have a very tough time. They might not even make it. I don't think they will either, but who knows uh, at this time. So the Padres just put themselves in a hole. There's much to blame. I'm going to definitely try and look at a big article uh, to write on my website, but also check out James Clark of the East Village Times. He just posted one. I retweeted it on my Twitter as well. If you want to check it out, at DeRosaD57. He just put out a phenomenal read on who's to blame for the Padres' disappointing season. I'll be writing something very similar to that, of course, focusing on A.J. Preller, Larry Rothschild, and Jace Tingler, um, and everything like that. So it might be a longer read, 
but it will definitely be worth it for you guys to just get something out of it um, despite everything. Padres have a lot of work to do when it comes to the offseason. I think this season is said and done. Of course, we have to keep the faith. Yes, try and keep that positivity. But that Cardinals series, I think you wrapped it up. And uh, they can put up a fight all they want, but no matter what, it's a disappointing season for sure. So Padres Nation, I'll probably see you guys, I'm assuming, after Atlanta, San Francisco and Atlanta. Because I'm trying to think there's really no off day. I've been very busy. I apologize. I've started my new job and everything. Um, so it's been very tough. But I'm trying to get all that content out there for you all as much as I can. Um, it depends. I'll probably go after the Giants-Braves at home, right, for that next Monday, that next Monday-Tuesday um, time slot for the next episode. But if not, I'll see you guys on October like 4th when the season's over, whether the team is making the playoffs or not. But uh, keep your eye out on that. And, of course, follow my Twitter, at Grand Padres, for the latest notifications and when the team scores, if that's the case, or anything like that. And, of course, you can check out new and previous episodes on my Twitter as well. Um, so thank you guys for listening. I'll see you guys soon. And let's hope for the best coming into the Giants and Atlanta Braves series and so on and so forth i'm out peace thanks for listening to this episode of the grand slam and padres check out the podcast on twitter at grand padres to read the latest blogs and get the latest episodes new episodes come out after every series